0: My sex writing cave where all the smut happens in real life and my head are on paper. This is the Smutlancer podcast, a weekly show where we discuss writing and creating content about sex and getting paid to do it. I'm your host and fellow Smutlancer, Kayla Lords. Welcome to episode 24. This week, I want to remind us all, including myself, that slow progress isn't a sign of failure or that you're doing it wrong. This is your first time listening. Glad to have you. If you're back for another week, welcome back. The Smut Lancer podcast is produced every Wednesday and show notes are found at thesmutlancer.com. Follow me there or on Twitter, Facebook, or Instagram at thesmutlancer. This week's episode is brought to you by QuickBooks Self-Employed. Want to have a better way to keep track of your income? Do you need help tracking how much you owe in quarterly taxes? Are you looking forward to the day when you make enough to even need to keep up with your quarterly taxes? I use QuickBooks Self-Employed for all that and more. It's an invoicing system, a reporting tool, and a great way to keep up with receipts and payments. I use it to figure out how much I've made for the year, to project how much I will make, to keep track of my expenses for my taxes, and to pay my quarterly taxes. And even if you don't need to do all of that yet, it's great for tracking your income, no matter how big or small, from multiple accounts. So if you've got a PayPal account and then your personal bank account and you've got money coming in from all directions, which is how mine is set up, sadly, you can look at it all in one place. Uh, save 50% off for a year um, by using my special link. Uh, that's as low as, depending on which one you pick, $5 a month to keep track of these things. Uh, the link is bit.ly slash smutlancer. That's bit.ly bit.ly slash smutlancer, or just use the link in the show notes. That might be easier. That was actually the simplest link I could make it, and I still wish it was simpler. Um, <clears throat> so, I've been having uh, conversations with a couple of people um, in the past several days about feeling like they're not doing enough, feeling like they're not making progress. Maybe they should just give it up. Um, should they even try this new idea that they're considering because they haven't kept up with anything else they've told themselves they're going to do? Um, and it's got me thinking about um, how we view slow progress. And and when I say slow, I sort of mean the um, snail, like sloth-like progress, like movement that is so slow that nobody from the outside could possibly see it. And unfortunately, what I think happens is that we sometimes can't see it either. Um, And the first thing that came to mind when I started thinking about this is how we as a society sort of view the quote overnight success. um, And It's sort of this fallacy that just because you figured out this person exists and they became in some ways a household name yesterday, that's not when they sprang forth from the ground. In reality, most quote overnight successes were doing their thing without a lot of attention for sometimes 10 years or more, sometimes much longer than that, sometimes a little bit less, but the average is about 10 years. The way I look at it is I've been blogging for six years. That means I've got four years to go. That's that's sort of how I look at it. Um, And that's if you're somebody who's interested in mainstream success. I personally will not be mainstream. I'm never gonna be mainstream. I drop F-bombs too many times to be mainstream. I am too... Um, open and happy to proclaim myself a uh, submissive in a kinky relationship. And I call my, my husband, daddy, I am not going to be mainstream. I'm not trying to be mainstream. What I personally want to do is get to the point where I make an income that can support my family in a comfortable, not lavish, because that's too much responsibility too, in a comfortable lifestyle that's sustainable. That's my idea of success. And I really think some of us have some similar view of that, whether it's quitting the day job or um, it's writing full time or whatever it might be. But when we're not, we don't get that quote, quick overnight kind of um, success, then we think that we're somehow doing something wrong and how is this person all over these websites and how's this person getting this book deal? And how is this person have this um, website that's being linked to and all these major publications and I want that too. And I think it's very easy to get wrapped up in, um, in thinking that we're doing something wrong because look at that person who I don't even like what they do that much, or I could do it better than they could, which I've had those thoughts myself, and look at them getting all, all the accolades, making all this money, doing all this stuff. Well, first of all, we have to remember what we see on social media is probably less than a tenth of what's really going on in their lives. And two, they were doing stuff just making it just going through these same things that we're going through long before anybody knew they existed. And they're still doing that in order to maintain, they've got to keep putting in the work and putting in the effort and growing and trying new things and changing. And it's, it's a process there's not the end goal. I mean, think about it, if if your end goal is to quit your day job, and have the full time freelance writer life or the full time, um, novelist life or whatever it is you're trying to do, right? Or your entire income comes from your e-commerce store and and from nothing else, right? If that's the goal, what are you going to do when you hit that goal? You're just going to stop? Of course not. You have to keep moving forward in order to maintain and to keep that going and to grow if that's what you want to do or to try new things that you didn't think you had time for because you were working on this goal. So I think we have to remember that anytime we see somebody doing the things that we want to be doing or think we ought to be doing or think we could do better than them, I'm telling you that totally happens, we have to remember it took them a long, long time too, okay? Nobody just springs forth from the womb, able to string words together and ru- and sell bestsellers, you know, on, become a New York Times bestseller or make a million dollars on Amazon. It just doesn't work that way. We all toil in obscurity until one day we hit whatever our version of success is. And we've talked about this before. I think we need to redefine success. Like I said, I'm not going to be a household name and I don't want to be a household name. I want to do the thing that I love for an audience that wants me to do it. And I want to make enough income to be mostly comfortable. That's what I want. That doesn't make me a millionaire. Well, in today's economy, I might need to be a millionaire to be comfortable. But you you know what I mean? That doesn't make me a millionaire. That doesn't make me a superstar. That doesn't mean I'm ever going to be on TV or I'm ever going to like have my name or face plastered anywhere up in lights. I'm going to do my thing in my space and keep doing it and keep getting better and keep branching out and keep trying new things in order to achieve that goal. For me, that's success. Okay, so we've we've talked about this in past episodes we've got to stop comparing ourselves to other people because it's it's not it's totally toxic and I can't talk yet today for the record I'm recording on a Tuesday instead of a Wednesday so yay but I also have not had coffee yet because I'm also trying to get this recording done before the children start waking up so I'm stumbling over my words left and right <clears throat> and I'm thinking of and a conversation I had, um, we had it publicly in the comment section of our blog. So I have no problem saying who the conversation was with, uh, Misha Elliott, whom I adore. She's a massive supporter of pretty much everything I do. Um, she is an amazing erotic writer. She's got this filthy, filthy imagination. And I say that in the best possible way. And with total love, she's, it's great. I love her work, MishaElliott.com. I'll even link to her in the show notes because definitely go check her out. Um, but she and I were having a conversation in the comment section of our mutual blogs um, this week. And she was talking about how she's reading these threads of these people who are writing thousands of words a day and they're putting out a new short story or a new um, novella like every three or four weeks. And and she thinks, I can't, Why why aren't I doing that? I can't do that, I'm not doing that, I should be doing that. And I think we all get into that mode, we see somebody else doing a thing and we decide somewhere along the way it's what we think we should do or we think that's, and you know, look at them doing these things I want to be doing. Now she did, um, she's very self-aware. I love that about Misha. She was like, yeah, but I also don't know if their stuff is good or if it's crap. And that is something to consider. You can pump up. Thousands of words a day and publish a new, you know, novella once a month. But did you go through the editing process? Is it really good? Are you making any sales? Um, for me, I don't care how many words you're putting out. I if if we're going to talk about what what um, success looks like, my first question to somebody else is going to be, don't brag to me about the words you're you're writing. How much money are you making? Now that's not the total measure of whether somebody's doing well or not. But if somebody's gonna come at me and brag about how they're putting books out on Amazon once a month and they're constantly self-publishing, that's lovely. But are you making any real money? Um, Or are you just putting more dreck out there for the rest of us who write about this stuff to go, oh God, no, that's not how this goes. And why did they describe the clitoris like that? So um, I think that when when you see somebody else talking about a thing that makes you feel bad for your lack of not doing that thing that way, right? So in Misha's case, it was writing thousands of words a day in order to constantly self-publish, right? I think we need to be self-aware that we don't know if this person's any good. And the other thing we need to realize is that's their way and our way is and gets to be different, than that and sometimes our way might be better not better in general not like the best way you know with trademark but the best way for us you know i don't want to work like other people do and i promise you other people probably don't want to work the way i do um (laughs) you might want to do the work that i do and that's what i want for you too if that's what you want but i would not recommend working the way i do (laughs) i sit for 10 to 12 hours a day and sometimes forget to move i don't really recommend that Um, I'm very scattered and I try to record podcasts before I've had coffee. Um, and the other thing that happens is we either start pining for this thing we don't have and we find ourselves wanting, or, and I think this is probably more often than not, we see somebody else doing something that we, we can't do. We just, we're not going to produce that much content. We're not going to publish that way. We're not going to set up our website like that. We don't have whatever it is that other person might have to, to pump out stuff on social media at the same volume. Um, but, uh, so what we tell do instead of going, oh, that's how they do it, okay, and moving on, we will actually tell ourselves, well, why bother? If I can't do it the way this other person is doing it, what what does it matter i'm never gonna be that person so i shouldn't even try well the first part of that statement is quite true you are never gonna be that person and guess what you don't need to be that person the world does not need us all to be copycats of each other the world needs us all to be uniquely who we are and to put our work out there in the way that best suits us as long as it also maybe pushes us a little bit you know let's push some limits a little bit let's push some boundaries let's get out of our comfort zone a little bit But you don't need to do it like somebody else does it. Um, You don't need to copy somebody else's process. Now, I'm a big believer in taking what works from this person's process and that person's process and this person's way and that person's way and squishing it all together and then adapting it to be what works for me. I've spent too many years Um, over the past several years trying to write like other people write, trying to publish the way other people publish, trying to be the same way other people are on social media. Um, I have been there. I have done that. Okay. And I'm here to tell you that you don't have to do that. Quite frankly, the uh, most forward momentum you're ever going to get in your own goals is the moment you stop trying to be like anybody else and you start doing things on your own. And it's a scary thing um because you've already sort of created that that story in your head of I'm not good enough, I'm not doing it right, everybody else is doing it better than I am. First of all, everybody else is not doing it better than you are. We are all fucked up in our own way. We might not be fucked up in the way you're fucked up, we might be able to. Like in my case, I will get most weeks of out of a, a month. I will get three pieces of content published to every single site i have that's four sites that's 12 pieces of content a month i do not necessarily recommend that for the world but it is what i do It's a choice i make and there's going to be somebody out there who's like oh i can't do what kayla does and that and and so therefore you know pick a thing therefore i'm not good enough therefore i'm never gonna be, whatever it is you're trying to be, but I promise you that might be the thing I can do. And there's something else I'm not doing. You want to know? to know what I don't do. I don't tweet stuff that people might want to know. I forget my Instagram exists sometimes. I'll go through like a whole week where I'm posting on time and then I'll go through a month. I'm like, oh, yeah, that's right. I have an Instagram. I forget to tell people about affiliate offers. I forget to pimp my own my old content. I feel like I did all kinds of stuff I don't do. I get this one thing done because that's that one thing I'm sure I can get done. And then there's all this other stuff that I'm I'm not doing, and somebody else might look at my at the way I do something and go, oh, you know, she'd be better if she could, and then could list all the things I don't do. So we all have that thing. We all have that place where we feel like we're falling down, and we all hopefully have that, uh, hopefully just one thing where you're like, yeah, I, I'm mostly managing this, right? That's normal. It's not about doing what everybody else does. It's about doing taking what you want to do and finding the way that works for you, everybody else be damned. Okay. And when I say that, I mean method wise, like your content really should be something that you want to create, but also speak to your audience. You don't want to sort of go, my audience be damned. I'm just going to, you know, type the letter Z over and over for, you know, a thousand characters and call it performance art. That's that's not probably going to do people like you and I much good performance artists would, would probably do just fine. The rest of us though, we need to actually like form some thoughts and put some words together um, and give our audience something to sort of sink their teeth into. But the rest of it, the rest of it can is bullshit. The rest of it is just us doing that old compare game we've talked about in the past. Um, and the worst part is, is it, for many of us, probably not all of us, but for many of us, you'd start mentally berating yourself. You're not writing or creating enough. You're not doing this right. You're not doing that right. I do it too. I do it a lot. I have to, when I catch myself, I have to stop myself and go, whoa, 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 what have you gotten done? Okay. Yeah. You didn't tweet out all these things you really need to be tweeting out because you have this audience that will click those links and they will buy those products and they would love to know about this stuff. Yeah, Yeah. Yeah. You didn't do that, but what did you get done? So, And what happens, and I have found with myself, and I know this to be true with a few people that I know because they've told me. um, So I mentally berate myself for not quote doing enough or doing what I quote should be doing. Um, And then I feel bad, I feel guilty. Then I get stressed or I get stressed and then I feel guilty sometimes. And sometimes it's both at the same time. And then I start procrastinating and then I just stop. And um, I've mentioned Mel Robbins a couple times, either here on the podcast and in the blog, search her on youtube she's got a great youtube channel Um, i have not bought any of her products so this is totally free content that i'm telling you about she talks about procrastination we are not procrastinators it is not an innate thing in our personality she says and she says she's backed up by science that procrastination is a habit and procrastination is um stress-induced. So we, our brain, when we get stressed, our brain does not want us to be stressed. It wants us to feel good. And so it sends us off to Facebook or Twitter or to cat videos or to whatever, so that we can get away from whatever thing is mentally stressing us out. Now that could be anything. And now that I'm sort of aware of that, when I catch myself procrastinating, I stop. And the first question I ask myself is what am I stressed out about? Like what? What is it that I'm avoiding? What is it that's got my my heart rate up a little bit? What's got me going? Oh no! Please don't make me do that. And it invariably is either some new project that I, I always procrastinate on new projects because I think I'm gonna suck at them, and I don't know why. It's it's stuff I've done before, but I do it every single time. Um, or if it's starting something new that's not even a client project, it's something new on my website. It's something new that I'm so happy to think about and dream about and. Write plans out for that i'm practically floating when i walk that's how happy it makes me but then i have to sit down and actually do it and the doing of it stresses me out and so then i procrastinate and then i go find a million other things to do or i pick up my phone which is why i can now only work um if my phone is in another room entirely i cannot have it on my desk with me when i'm writing because the moment i feel that or that little bit of stress. And my brain goes, Oh, no, it's time to it's time to scroll through Twitter. And I'll procrastinate for an hour. And then I don't get anything done for the day. So um, that's, that's how I'm looking at procrastination. Now. It's, you are not a procrastinator, something is stressing you out. And it might be around your creative life. Or it might be something in your personal life, it could be anything. But once you sort of acknowledge, Hey, I'm stressed about this thing she has much more wisdom on what to do then. But for what I do, as I acknowledge it, and go, huh, okay. And then I either take a couple minutes and go, let's deal with this. What's got me stressed out? And sometimes it is the work. I'm like, oh my god, I'm gonna suck at this. This isn't gonna be any good. This gonna be hard to write. I don't like it when things are hard to write. That's not fun. I'm going to my, my temper tantrum sort of Um, baby girl mode. Um, And then I sort of talk myself through it and I get rational with myself. I'm like, no, 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 you've written on this topic before. You've written content like this before. Or you know what? It might suck that first time. That's why they're called first drafts. (laughs) And you just edit it later and you make it better. And for me, talking myself through it makes it easier to then get back to work. Um, If you're, I know a lot of you have day jobs and so you're trying to find time in between those day jobs to do things. Um, and so I I think the guilt and the stress um, sort of compounds on itself because you're like this is my time. What is wrong with me? Why aren't I using my time wisely? And then next thing you know, you've you've baked a cake and a couple dozen cookies and you've cleaned your kitchen and you've mowed your lawn and you've done all these things, but you haven't you haven't created your thing. Um, probably the one trick I could give for you there is to um, stop. And acknowledge that the procrastination is coming from stress and try to figure out um, what is causing the stress. Now, I do have some ideas for, in general, uh, overcoming the feelings um, of failure, of hating the slow progress, of stalling yourself out because you are procrastinating or you are doing that whole why bother kind of thing because you're not producing content or making your thing or promoting yourself or whatever it is like other people are. Um, Of course, the obvious one is please, please stop comparing yourself. But I think some of that is is sort of natural. We just sort of do that, especially when we have such easy access to what Other people are doing that they're willing to show us i promise you people are willing to show you hey look let me take a picture of this product i made what they're probably not willing to show you is hey look at all this i'm going to use john brownstone and his woodworking as a prime example because he makes physical things right so he makes pins and bowls but he makes paddles and he's uh, making some uh, sex toys right now uh, out of wood on his like wood turning machine Hmm, that's his job i do the words i write he makes so you will see now he has gotten really good at taking pictures of his progress all the way through like here's this block of wood here it is i'm using tools and doing wood things and then oh here's the final product and he likes to show pictures of the whole process and people really like that um What you won't likely see unless he feels like he has a good story to tell about it, you're not going to see the piece where he started it and then the wood broke in the middle of it and now it's useless and he can't make anything out of it. You're not going to see most likely when he's doing something and he cuts himself. Oh my God, every time he doesn't do it often. Oh my God, every time he cuts himself, it just, my heart just drops into my stomach. It's awful. I hate it. Um, That's not what you're going to see. You're not going to see the moments of quote failure. Not that he was a failure, but the thing failed. It's not going to be a a finished piece. You're also not going to see the lesson he learned from that failure. You will unknowingly see it in the next one he makes because he won't do a thing a certain way that caused the wood to break. He won't hold his tool a certain way that caused him to get cut. You know, whatever his failings have been, his or the woods or the projects or, you know, whatever, you will see what he learns from it in future products but you're not gonna see um that moment where everything fell apart on him because we don't show those things i would say we probably should show those things more often and i think he might have once on his vanilla instagram gone oh this is what happens this is the nature of it but the vast majority of us we're not talking about those failings. so what happens is we're comparing our life to everybody's highlights i've said that before and we're finding ourselves wanting or failing it. Oh, we suck. Well, we've got to find a way to stop doing that. And that is a lot of introspective work. Maybe you read some things or you listen to some things or you find some somebody that you trust to kind of give you a kick in the ass to tell you to stop doing that. Whatever works for you. Do your best to start forgiving yourself. And if if I could give you any piece of advice, I would say every time you see somebody showing off a thing they've done online, social media, be happy for them, please. I think we, the world needs more joy in it, but tell yourself, you know, in your head where nobody else can hear, that's their highlight. I wonder what they had to go through and how many times they had to fuck up before they got to this point. And I think if you can give yourself that reality check, you will start to see things differently. It's a slow process, but it can happen. Um, the other thing I would recommend is recognizing that you don't have to do this thing that you do, whether you're writing books or you're blogging or you're running an e-commerce store, or you're making physical products or you're podcasting or you're vlogging or you're doing graphic design. I don't care what you're doing. You do not have to do it the way other people do it. And I don't just mean, and I think most of us understand that I'm not going to write the way you re- write. Um, somebody else isn't going to podcast the way I podcast. I think we recognize those things, but it's the other things. It's the ancillary tasks. It's how often we're publishing. It's how we promote ourselves. It's what our, our graphics look like. It's the social media channels where you don't have to do that like anybody else. You do not. You are not. You're never going to have the same quote unquote success that that other person has. You are going to have your version of it. And the only way it's going to be good and meaningful and hopefully long lasting is if you stay true to yourself. Like I said before, does that mean you're going to have to come out of your comfort zone a little bit sometimes? I'm on camera now as part of Loving BDSM. You can see my chubby face. I promise you that is out of my comfort zone. First time I podcasted, that was outside of my comfort zone. But those were things that felt right to me that I could see a path down, and oh, I could do these things, and I had ideas to try. Um, but you won't necessarily see me on other social media channels just because other people are there. So um, you don't have to do your thing the way others do their thing, and that's a good thing. Audiences want choice. They don't want homogenized uh, content. They, If they wanted it all to be the same, they would just go to one place, and they wouldn't read multiple people. They wouldn't visit multiple sites, but they do. Um, I would say, and we talked about this in episode 23, I think 22, I'd have to go back and look, commit to doing what you know, you can do. So I talked about 30 minutes a day, right? For me, I've been giving 30 minutes at the top of my day. The very first thing I do after I rub sleep out of my eyes and put clothes on to working on my goals. And it's just 30 minutes. And lately that's all I've had. I haven't been able to extend it to an hour, hour and a half the way I'd like. Um, but it doesn't have to be 30 minutes a day. If all you can commit to, if all you know you could do without completely stressing yourself out is 30 minutes every other day, 30 minutes on specific days of the week, 30 minutes, you know, twice a week, right? Then commit to that. Because what I have found is that as you get those small victories of, hey, I did my 30 minutes this day. Hey, I did my 30 minutes that day. The next week or the next month or slowly and go as slow as you need to you're gonna rack up small victories, things you're completing, um, just feeling good about yourself that you have completed it, um, that you're you're taking steps to make a thing you wanna make, whatever it may be. The more you do that, those small victories add up and then it's easier to say, you know what? I think I can do 30 minutes three days a week. You know, I think I can do this Monday through Friday. You know, maybe I can extend it to an hour instead of 30 minutes but you got to give yourself those small victories and stop sort of looking down on those little victories. I would have, I promise I would have told you about three or four months ago that 30 minutes a day would not make any fucking difference at all. And what was the point? I had so much to do. And while I was working on this for 30 minutes a day, look at all this other stuff that wasn't getting done. But you know what? Nothing was getting done because I was rejecting the idea of 30 minutes at a time being enough. I wasn't doing anything. I was in that place of being stuck of going well what's the point I'm never going to get it all done but I want to get it all done but I feel guilty but I'm angry but I'm stressed out oh here's another cat video to watch right like I've been there and I have no doubt that at some point in the future I'll be there again these are not lessons that you hear one time and you go oh I got it now life is perfect i can do this you have to remind yourself of these constantly until they become deeply ingrained habits and that can take months sometimes years so this is not a quick fix this is not the thing that you're going to hear my voice and immediately commit to you know some schedule and in six months have a bestseller written like it doesn't work that way but you can get yourself on the path of slowly creating change and slowly creating progress and slowly realizing that you are not the failure that you have called yourself. You're not the procrastinator that you thought you were, that you are none of those negative things that you think you are because you are not um, doing your thing or creating your thing or writing your words or making your product or selling your product on some arbitrary timeline that somebody else seems to be on if you don't even know their timeline and what they're doing you only are seeing their highlights so slow progress isn't a sign of failure slow progress is movement forward movement is what we want inch by inch day by day doing the best that you can with what you have in any given day it's um i'm not I do believe it is better to be consistent and do more rather than less. But my idea of more does not have to be your idea of more. Quite frankly, if you've been at a standstill and you've been stuck and you've barely been doing anything, anything you do to create some forward movement is progress. Do not compare yourself to me. Do not compare yourself to a fellow blogger. Do not compare yourself to another company use what you like that they do as inspiration be inspired by their successes their methods the things that that they show and share absolutely but do not compare yourself we've had this conversation before i'm going to keep having it and any progress you make forward inch by inch day by day is progress you are not a failure just because you're not doing it as fast as you think you're supposed to so that's it for me Thanks for listening to the Smut Lancer podcast with me, Kayla Lords. If you like what you just heard, please leave a review on your favorite podcast app and check out the blog, past episodes, and other great info at thesmutlancer.com. You can follow the Smutlancer on Facebook, Twitter, or Instagram. I'm at thesmutlancer in all three places. Feel free to reach out there or by email at kayla@thesmutlancer.com at with questions or topic suggestions. Thanks for listening and let's do this again next week.